Welcome back to the Cardioid YouTube channel and podcast. In this episode of Cardioid, we are discussing about the rapid CABG trial. But before that, if you are new to this YouTube channel or the podcast, consider subscribing as we are regularly discussing the recent advances, some core concepts in cardiology. Ticagrelor is usually the first choice antiplatelet in the patients presenting with acute coronary syndrome. Around 10% of the patients presenting with acute coronary syndrome require coronary artery bypass grafting. Perioperative bleeding in patients undergoing coronary artery bypass grafting or CABG is a major concern. It has been shown that urgent CABG that is within 24 hours of the last ticagrelor dose is associated with increased mortality. Current North American guidelines and the FDA recommendation is stopping ticagrelor for a period of at least 5 days before the coronary artery bypass graft. Whereas the ESC guidelines and the Japanese recommendation is a waiting period of 3 days after the last ticagrelor dose for the CABG surgery. This trial tested if early CABG that is CABG done within 2-3 to three days of last ticagrelor is as safe as delayed CABG that is 5 to 7 days after last ticagrelor dose. So, where from do we get this magical number of 2 to 3 days? It is said that the half-life period of ticagrelor is around 7 hours and elimination half-life of its active metabolite is 9 hours. 48 hours after the last dose of ticagrelor, its antiplatelet effect becomes equal to that of clopidogrel. And after 5 days or 120 hours, it is completely worn off. So, from here, these magical numbers of 2 to 3 days or 5 to 7 days have come into recommendations. So what do we know about stopping ticagrelor before CABG surgery and the outcomes of CABG? In the plateau trial, approximately 1900 patients had undergone CABG after randomization and ticagrelor was withheld 24 to 72 hours before the surgery, whereas the clopidogrel was withheld 5 days before surgery and it was found that ticagrelor is associated with substantial decrease in total and cardiovascular mortality and increase in risk of CABG related bleeds. Till now we did not have a randomized control trial to prove that early CABG after the last ticagrelor is safe. In this study that is the rapid CABG study, approximately 140 patients were randomized into two groups. One was the early surgery group and one was the delayed surgery group. The early surgery group was the one in which surgery was done after 2-3 to three days of ticagrelor cessation and the delayed surgery group was one in which surgery was done 5-7 to seven days after ticagrelor cessation. After excluding the patients who either needed an urgent surgery within 24 hours of presentation or who required an urgent valvular surgery or who underwent PCI for culprit lesions. 65 patients were taken up for the early CABG and 58 patients underwent delayed surgery. The mean age of the patients in this study was 64 years and approximately 80% of the patients were males. Around 93% patients had multivessel disease. The mean time from last ticagrelor dose to surgery was 3 days in the early surgical group and 6 days in the delayed surgery group. What was the primary outcome? The primary outcome was severe or massive bleed which was defined as more than 5 units of RBC or plasma transfusion within 24 hours of surgery or chest tube drainage more than 1000 ml in first 12 hours of the surgery 
or reoperation for bleeding and the results showed that primary outcome was seen in 4.6% patients in the early surgery group and 5.2% patients in the delayed surgery group. The criteria for non-inferiority was met. The BARC4 bleeding that is CABG related bleeding in 48 hours was more common in the early surgical group. Around 3% patients in the early surgical group and 0% patients in the delayed surgery group had BARC4 bleeding. None of the patients in either arms had BARC5 or fatal bleed. In the intention to treat analysis, it was found that ischemic events were far more common in the delayed surgery group and it included myocardial infarction, recurrent ischemia and ventricular tachycardia. Patients undergoing early CABG had shorter hospital stay. The median length of hospital stay was 9 days in the early CABG group and 12 days in the delayed CABG group. In conclusion, rapid CABG trial found that early CABG 2 to 3 days after stopping ticagrelor is non-inferior to CABG after 5 to 7 days of waiting period in terms of severe or massive perioperative bleeding and patients in the delayed CABG group had numerically higher number of ischemic events and had longer hospital stay. However, this study has a very important limitation and that is small number of the patients enrolled. And because of this small number of the enrollment, the very small number of events were encountered. Larger trials might shed more light on this. A similar study was published in May 2021 in the Journal of Cardiothoracic Surgery. And it was titled Coronary Artery Bypass Graft Surgery in patients on ticagrelor is not associated with adverse perioperative outcomes. It was a retrospective study of 160 patients in which patients were divided into two groups. One group received aspirin plus ticagrelor until cardiac surgery and the other group received aspirin alone until the cardiac surgery. The authors of this study found that continuing ticagrelor until CABG was not associated with higher bleeding complications. This trial suggested that continued management with ticagrelor until surgery might be safe. So, does the current data challenge our current practice? Yes. Are these trials going to change our practice in future? Maybe yes. Patients who present to us with acute coronary syndrome and are started on ticagrelor who ultimately might need surgery might be benefited from the results of these trials. The American and the European guidelines might be revised a little bit after the results of this rapid CABG trial. You were listening to CardioEd and we'll meet again in another episode.